The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. And it's the Pat Kenny Show with Anton in for Pat. A survey conducted in the UK has found that eight out of ten people believe that not finding your partner attractive anymore is not good enough reason to get a divorce. But what are the implications of not finding your partner attractive and ending up in a friendship that used to be a relationship? Joining me now is Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and co-host of the Tough Love podcast. Let's get to the difficult stuff to start with, Stephanie. Okay, Anton. Are they right? If you look across the couch and think, nah, is that is that just something you have to live with and remain in the relationship? Yeah, no, I don't think it's something you have to live with. And I don't think it's the death knell, I have to say, for a marriage. But I do think it is a warning sign. And I think it's something that should never be just overlooked. Um, but I'm not at all surprised that the survey, in the survey, that eight out of ten people would say that it's not the reason or, you know, a justifiable reason really? or a prompt. Yes, I am. And and also this was younger, you know, in the younger age groups, you might think, oh, these were all, you know, either stuck together and they've given up, you know, um, with, on, on sex and desire and, you know, as I say, and the, and the lust factor. But not at all. Even in the younger age groups in this survey. So there was a thousand um, people surveyed in this survey. And even in the younger groups, like the 25 to 34, I was thinking, well, what are they doing married? It's a little bit young. But anyway, uh, 67% of those agreed that it wasn't reason enough. Kind of surprises you, doesn't it? You see, we all think that everyone has the same sort of relationship that we have, you know, or or that you think you have. So it's a very private affair. And, you know, obviously working clinically like I do, I, I see where the sexual desire and the lust factor is very varied. I know. Ah, well, steady. Surely at the at the core of every relationship, to some extent, is an element of, oh, oh I fancy the pants off. Gotta be. I mean, if it's not there, why are you in a commitment? And if it, if it has, we- and I'm not suggesting that age is the, is the driving factor for okay. this, but I'm saying that if in the course of the relationship, for whatever reason that yeah. has gone, well, what a, if, if that foundation stone in the relationship is removed, does the edifice still stand? Yeah, the problem, there, there's a huge problem. I, I completely agree. It's part and parcel of it, but it's not the single factor. And I suppose that's what the, this, this survey points to, that people see that it's not the single factor. Because there's lots of reasons why you fall out of lust, as they say, and why passion goes down in, in any marriage any, or in any relationship. They're beginning the absolutely knock, knock each other down with passion. Great. You've got to have all that at the beginning. But you're not going to be in that very same situation eight years down the road because probably life will come into play, work comes into play, stress come into play, children, all these things getting on with normal life where you're not putting the relationship 100% at the front of everything. And so there's ebbs and flows. So if you find yourself in this situation because there's a, a the text coming in, one of them summarised the whole thing by saying, in a word, Anton, yes, grounds for divorce, lack of attraction can't be fixed, done. Some of them are slightly more optimistic and yes. asking, what do you do? So do you tell your partner they've let themselves go? Another, what are the tips for keeping this partner? Definitely. You, you can't say to somebody, you can't you've let say, listen, you've got fashion, I've gone off you. You can't say, you know, you've let yourself go and you're... But, but I tell you what you can say. You can bring it to the table, I think, in a kind of a gentle way. I think that our sex life isn't where it used to be. What do you think is going wrong? What do you think we can do? So you bring it to the, you know, you bring it into the discussion in a more, you know, in a nicer, more equal, let's us try and sort this out kind of way. 
Now, let's be straight. Desire, lust and attraction can be fixed in relationships. It ebbs, of course, for lots of reasons, which I've mentioned, but also it can ebb because people are in in conflict with each other, spoken or unspoken, where there's resentment, where there's a feeling of I'm doing all the work and you're doing nothing, where it's all on my own and I'm overwhelmed. And, you know, if you're overwhelmed and you've got a lot of stress, you're not really thinking about you know, uh, how exciting can we make this in the bedroom? It's not what... So stress, all these factors come into play. But what can you do to fix it? You have to remember that with, you know, with sameness and with routine and with... We saw it in the pandemic. Why was there less sex? People had anxiety. They were also in the house together, looking at each other, walking around all day, every day. Boring. Does not spark desire. For sure, does it? Where does the lust go? You know, there was very few people, there was only a small cohort who were really had increased levels, if you like, of passion and sex in the pandemic. And I think that's a very telling one. So if you want to fix it, you need to start looking at bringing some freshness, newness, distance. We always say, you know, people find each other most attractive from the furthest apart. So step away from each other, create distance, do your own thing, let your partner do their own thing, create a nice night away, create a nice, nice things that you do together. That is how you spark attraction again. Does it matter if it's mutual? If both of you have got to the point where you think, ah, you know, we'll just put all that behind us. Can you just motor on happily in a friendly relationship if the spark is dead from both sides? Is it only a problem if it's disproportionate one well, that's to the other? A, that's a very good point, of course, because it's very unlikely to be dead equally. Um, usually one person is more interested and somebody else is less so. Um, I think I think if, if it's mutually dead, which I've I've met couples in that situation where where they would you know they they would say they haven't had sex for for years and you kind of go right and I'd kind of wonder well maybe why are you together then you know but they would be together for all the other reasons um, and it is a kind of reliance you know they've they they've become interdependent they have family together perhaps they have and they've just given up on that I think it's a pity because I think you. You can, if you've children together, if you've built a life together, that spark that was always there actually is rekindleable. If you think about it, we often talk about this in terms of if you've met somebody that you met 30 years ago, it's completely something that can be rekindled because a part of you always carries that, that older sort of version of the attraction. So it's there present somewhere. Well, that goes to a a sort of money where your mouth is text saying, do you find in practice people getting their act together, getting themselves smartened up, getting that spark? But does it actually happen? Whatever about being here? 100%. What do you mean? Do you, do you mean? Do, do I see it? Do I see do that? Do you see in, it for real? Or are you saying that it's a theoretical possibility, no, no, or you've genuine, seen this occur? Well, I would be very straight with people, and I mean, I think I know you can't be hurtful and straight, as you say. But as a clinician, I can be straight and say, if you want to have a good sexual life, you have to put in some effort. You know, people do not look fabulous sitting on sofas in horrible old tracksuits, doing nothing all day, every day, and watching TV. We need to go. You need to go out, do interesting things. The time you see your partner as most attractive after a period of time is when you see them, in fact, involved in something that they love doing and you notice them at a distance. So think about it. If you're at a party or something and you see your partner over there and they look fab because they're dollied up and all the rest, you look over and you think, hmm, doesn't look bad, actually. (laughs) So there you go. On that positive note, Stephanie, thank you very much. That is Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and co-host of the Tough Love podcast. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.